Hey everyone, this is your host, Chris Chief and Blurred's Eye View. And if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Here, let me explain. First, it's free. You definitely can't beat that. Plus, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast and more. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. It's a bird, it's a plane. Flying high, I emerge through the flames. Have no fear, I'm here, so stand back. Melanin, activate the name of Super Black. In the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. Flying high, I emerge through the flames. Have no fear, I'm here, so stand back. Melanin, activate the name of Super Black. Uh, imagine that, a future that's super black. Long as your skin brown, your superpowers intact. What would your powers be? Just hope it ain't super whack. Spatial manipulation, create a portal that's black. Maybe just super speed, time travel to run it back. Or cheat manipulation to keep my spirit intact. As I encounter evils the world face, demons the world makes. I needed the world to stay. Rest in peace to Chad, which they killed all the black panthers. Told us white lies, I still marvel at black answers. Suits in DC, pray it lead to a civil war. It ain't no justice league. What's the need to be civil? Propelled like the juggernaut, it's playing no stopping this. The world in grave danger, who can stop the apocalypse? They killed all the heroes, the new ones don't really care. But if you need me, put your fist up in the air. Yeah, in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. Flying high, I emerge through the flames. Have no fear, I'm here, so stand back. Melanin, activate the name of Super Black. In the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. Flying high, I emerge through the flames. Have no fear, I'm here, so stand back. Melanin, activate the name of Super Black. Hey, everybody. How's it going? Uh, thank you to all the people out there who's viewing us right now. To all the listeners who subscribe to the streaming platforms, welcome to Blurred's Eye View. Blurred's Eye View is a podcast that covers geek culture and everything in between from a POC point of view. And I'm your host, Chris Fury. And with me is my co-host, Candy B. How's it going, Candy? It's going. Then we got another co-host. It's my hair. That's how big it is today. Yeah, you got a Monica Rambo thing going on. I'm so, okay. <laughs> well, I do need to go ahead and just bust that out. But I, I wish you would. Well, I, that's your next closet cosplay. I know. I need to, I need to. I'm get that taken care of. I'm trying to step my game up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're you're already like 
showing me up with your all these closet cosplays. And I'm like, yeah, here I am producing shows and running a business. So I really don't have time yet. <laughs> no, you have to produce a show, run a business, and do that. Because if you're going to be Wayne Brady, <laughs> I got to be the female Wayne Brady. We, we got <laughs> yeah, we got a little bit of everything going on, man. We got to push each other. So how's your week been? It's been really good. Um, I was talking to another friend who is just as theatrical as me because I think I'm gonna find a dual purpose. He was born the day after me, so there we go. Oh, uh, I'm gonna crazy. I'm gonna find dual purpose for my cosplays because I think I'm gonna start busting some of them out when we go back to hosting bingo. So I'm looking forward to um, getting more than one use out of it because of course we can have Britney Spears being like theme bingo or uh, heroes, villains kind of theme. So I'm I'm very much looking forward to getting back out there and hustling. Ever since that vaccine rolled out, baby, places are trying to open, people are trying to get out. Uh, yeah. I'm ready. <laughs> I got, I'm waiting on my second shot. I'm waiting after that. I think my superpowers to kick in. I don't know. <laughs> From when we were supposed to get them before. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, you know. Uh, DC's <laughs> checking us out right now. What's up, DC? He's hey, out of town handling DC, business. Are you with me? Okay. What's going on, brother? Hope you're being safe out there in the natty. So doing this we thing actually miss you. When yeah. I say me, I mean me because normally I'm talking shit. I miss him. <laughs> I miss my other. I'll call him my. Um, what does CJ call me and D on the other podcast? Like we're Tiger Twins or something. Yeah, the Tiger I'm Twins. Like Tiger, yeah, Tiger Twins. <laughs> my twin flame Tiger. I miss <laughs> oh <that>. man, <laughs> uh, we had a lot going on the past week. Um, but I think the biggest thing has been like you know, DMX passing away. He passed away yesterday. For sure. You know, uh, he passed away yesterday at, uh, at 50, actually. He was 50 years old. You know, uh, this is rough. You know, I mean, he, he battled a lot of demons. And, uh, you know, he was a rapper, actor. He had such as Party Up in Here, Who We Be, X Gonna Give It To You, which can be heard on the uh, Deadpool soundtrack. Uh, where the hood at in films such as Belly, Exit Wounds, Cradle to the Grave, and Romeo Must Die. Back in One Piece, oh, Romeo, yeah. which is a classic video. And just classic. seeing those pictures of them together now is just heartbreaking. Very surreal. Very it's, it's wild. Um, he, he battled his demons a lot, he had, but he attacked his demons with the same aggressiveness that he had with his music. And he'll be missed amongst the hip-hop community. Um, he, left, he leaves behind like 15 children. I didn't know he had so many kids. Yeah, they said... <laughs> They said like 15 or 17. Yeah, I was so like, he, okay. He had a lot of kids. Uh, that was very yeah. rapper-ish of you, but everything else about you wasn't stereotypical rapper. I would say one word I would associate with him um, is authentic, and you don't get to say that about a lot of rappers. Right. And he was like on the court, off the court, same guy. And yeah, that's, that's something definitely. you got to see even in all of those authentic interviews he got to do. How blessed were we that we got to see him do a versus? Like oh, all this stuff, you know what I mean? Like, how- yeah, that, that actually did go down, and I was glad that happened. And when you look have, back he now, when you look flowers. back now, he got to yeah. have his flowers now, and I'm I'm happy about that. And even um, in the last one of the last interviews he did, they had asked him if he was like to drop dead now, like what would he last thoughts be? And he was like, I lived a good life, and not a lot of people can, can say, say that. It. Yeah, so and be comfortable with it at this time. Comfortable time. with it. He probably lived with like no regrets, good, bad, or ugly. And that's that's something to aspire to. So yeah. um in other news, uh DC says Scott Summers. I don't know why, but I guess he has to drop <laughs> Scott Summers at least <laughs> at least once in the episode. Scott why? Summers has to be dropped. I don't know what that's all about, but whatever. Like this whole showdown. We don't talk about it. Yeah, yeah, like we can't do that one today. <laughs> yeah. We do not Summers. do that here. 
Uh, so tonight we got a lot, a lot of topics. Uh, we'll be talking about the possible appearance from everyone's favorite Spider-Man in the next Spider Spider Verse. Uh, fan, fans are rallying behind Journey Smollett to play Black Canary for HBO Max series. That should be fun, something fun. Um, and the ongoing scene or ongoing drama behind the scenes of Justice League, and that's going to be like our main topic. There's so much to mm-hmm. dig and wade through on that one, so but drama. we can't do all of that. Without our guest, you already see who our guest is. <laughs> our guest is Lena Saint. Lena Saint is the CEO of Dope Girls Comics LLC, based out of New Jersey. And she's here to talk about our new comic, Afro Demon. Welcome to the show, Lena. Yay! I got to do the class because he's here to Yeah, he doesn't. Yeah, he he's normally my sound guy. <laughs> I knew something was missing from this this trifecta. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> all, the noise, all the extra noise. Yeah, a little <laughs> extra noise, you know. Uh, so how's it going, Lena? Thanks for coming on the great. show. Thanks for having me. So what? Tell us about Afro Demon. What's this about? Okay, Afro Demon. Okay, I let a few of my friends and other people in the comic community read um, read the um, the rough draft. And they kind of, you know, they know my personal life. So they're like, oh my God, it's coming. It's Afro Demon about you. And I'm like, no. <laughs> they're like, are you Keisha? I'm like, no, I'm not Keisha. And um, that's Wait, before you go on, but are you Keisha? <laughs> <That's Yeah. what laughs> they no. <laughs> maybe, maybe not. But no, I won't reveal that. But Keisha <laughs> is a, a 19-year-old girl that's on a um, bench trying to take down the villain. Who murdered her father and later on she learned um that there's a lot into why her father was murdered and mm-hmm. also her plan on taking down i can't say his name well some of you know his name already if you're already on instagram but the villain big d she's on a plan to take him down you know because she still had the hurt the pain and then was he um the things that he's doing in the community so it's like a big thing. I, I don't want to talk about it because <laughs> you don't want to give too much away. Read it, right? <laughs> yes, but, uh, read it. now I know it. Now I heard you just finished your your Kickstarter, so you said you met your goal, you went over your goal. So congratulations on that. Yeah. Um, what started you on this path of, of creating your own comic? Did you, did you have inspiration? Ooh. Okay, the first inspiration I have is I have a six year old, a, a mm-hmm. little girl. And I think Princess and the Frog came out a little bit before her. Mm -hmm. But growing up, I didn't have a Black princess. So that was a big deal. So I'm like, at least my daughter gets to see at least one Black princess. And I'm like, how can we, like, create more? So I made it my business to... And also, I grew up on Marvel, watching Storm, Panther, everyone. It was still, it wasn't a lot of characters that represented us. Right. So I didn't want my daughter having to, you know, like, you know, why we don't have characters that look like us mm-hmm. or have the same background as us, background stories like us. So I just took it upon myself to create my own. Instead of asking them to alternate, mm-hmm. I just decided, look, I'm going to do my own thing. And it worked for me. And I'm happy I did it because now my daughter, like, oh, mommy, when I'm going to have my own comic book? So, <laughs> <That's> you <know. laughs> every day she asks that. And I'm like, when you have your own little story, let me know. And then we'll we'll talk about it. 
This is like oh, a Renthia yeah. Blue from uh, uh Lovecraft nice Country. That's what it is. <laughs> but it's nice yeah. to see that now you decided to create a space and have your right. own table instead of asking for a seat at one. So right, right. Because I did not, I did not want to be one of those black people. We don't have no one that look like oh, they need to do this and accent marble to you know. I just like, you know what, let me just do my own. And I created Afro Demon. I created Keisha. She's a female lead character in Afro Demon. She's spicy. And um, I was inspired by Pam Greer, Foxy Lady and everything. It Listen. shows. And, it shows. That's what Tatia films was she watching? Because I right. see the that's just That's right. the straight vibe I was getting. Right. You know. um, Pam Greer, she's my idol. Like I look up to Pam Greer. She was badass when I was watching her growing up. And then I was inspired by even Uma Thurman. Thurman, I, I'm kidding her name. Yeah. Oh no, you got it. Yeah, you got it now. <laughs> yeah. So I had to. I came up right. I love badass characters, and especially badass women mm-hmm. that play these roles. So um, I put two and two together. Pam Greer makes Kill Bill. Boom, Afro Demon. Makes right one here. badass sister. That's what that makes. Right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So Keisha is definitely a badass. So is is this a character? Is this a is this a universe you're trying to build? Like you want to create your entire whole universe? Yes. I'm trying to take down Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> well, so somebody somebody has to match them because WB and DC can't get seem to make Listen, it. The, 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 they are literally. <laughs> becoming like the evil empire that's taking over everything. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to take I'm I also looked up to Stan Lee, even though I didn't like what he did to Jack Kirby. So every time I meet my art, like I talk to my artist, like, look, I got you. Like if anything happened to me or those are like you are good. Like you're gonna be good. So it's like I want to also be fair and humble about Dope Girls comics and the content that I put out. As long as I get the black community involved into what I'm doing, we're good. It's all about giving back to the community and having people that look like them when it comes to yeah. this animation right, right. and everything. That's and I think I'm your timing is, is so great because I think in the last few years, a lot of POCs have been all about purposely seeking out other ones in all types of different areas. So the first thing we're going to is, is it black owned? Can you point me in the direction of that? So do you feel that support from the community right now? Yes, I feel that support. I never had, well, when I first started, I started with um, another um, individual. I was, and he co-wrote it, um, he co-wrote it. I'm sorry, I speak another language. I speak very <laughs> so sometimes I get tongue twisted. <laughs> I'm Haitian, so I get tongue twisted a lot. I had a, another writer. My first story was going to be called Babbage Galaxy, and that was a whole different story from Afro Demon. He wrote most of the story, so it was a little drama there, and he made me so mad. This is a Black brother, and he made me so mad to the point where, like, you know what? I'm going to start my own content and everything. And he was the main one that said, oh, you can start it, but you're not going to make it. You're a female. You're a black female doing this. Like, who's going to really oh. do it? Right. Oh, I, lo- so, I, love when, I love when folks say, I can't do something. Right. <laughs> and, and, and I made it so far with no book or anything. She said, no help. That was me. enough. Yeah, right. There you go. <laughs> that right there was enough like, to even prove, like, what is you talking about? 
Yeah, to um, to hear yeah. it, I mean, it, to hear that 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 on that your own people basically right. come from that t- toxic place, whether they mean it or not, you know. Right. This no, is, I feel like a, they mean it. Yeah, there there's times yeah, where they, they do mean, mean it. Mean you know, it. there's times when they do mean it. And yeah. in the case of like saying, telling you, oh, you're you're a black female, you're not gonna make it. That's just like you know, why are you cutting me down? You're supposed to be right. helping me. Now you just. I believe he saw what she was capable of and was jealous. And mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if you had men or women around you that were jealous of your spark and your light because I feel like you're great and I only stalked your page for a little bit. Yeah. And I'm like, she's dope. And then the little bit of time we got to talk before we started recording, I'm like, she's dope. And that's a vibe you either subscribe to or you you want to fight and you want to cut down. So I'm glad you didn't let that get to you because a lot of people would stop doing what they're doing let that motivate you yeah that motivate me a lot because my daughter looks up to me so it's like i had to do it for her the girl comics is for her even though i had a lot of offers that oh do you want to you know partner up do you want can we do this i'm like no because the girls comics is a lot it's for my daughter it's for me it's for generations down to come so i always like turn it down I know I I'm interested in this bad bitch galaxy though. Like, <laughs> yeah, and it was it was going to be a dope story. So I'm like, you know what? Bad bitch galaxy is always going to be mine, even though it won't become a story. So I probably just create a universe for that mm-hmm. with different characters, and then you know, find different lanes that I want to put that in. But as far as dope girls and Afro demons, it won't be part of bad bitch galaxy because Afro demons. It's more for something to go mainstream and mm. it's for the community. And I want us to be um, represented in the correct way, the right way and our way. So it's like, yeah. So I'm so Afro Demon is like you, you described her as Pam Greer slash uh, Beatrix Kittle from from Kill Bill. Is it part? Is it like supernatural based sci fi type of she um, they do have powers. Keisha do have powers, Big D have powers, other characters that may come along have powers. So I would put, I would say it's like a, a I wouldn't say X-Man-ish, even though I do love Jean from X-Man. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, <you> know. <laughs> so yeah, I would, I would, I would kind of put it in that kind of that's dope, though. I like that concept. Yeah. I think it's really dope that you don't get anything. Like I said before the show, when I was talking to her, you don't get a lot of platforms and support, even within the own community, blurred community sometimes, uh, to have that kind of this bad bitch galaxy type of mentality. You know, like, look, there's enough room for all of us right. to, to survive, not only just survive, but to, you know, thrive and make it, you know, and, and right. put other people, you know, to shame and say, hey, look. I did it. You can do it too. Let me help you. You know, right. you know, not take advantage of it. Not, you know, exactly. not, or try to like put somebody down so you can go further. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Awesome. You know. So right. I mean, did you have I questions, Kat? Yeah, I came a long way in a whole year. And it's only been a year. And I work. Whole year. Yeah. <laughs> That's the hustle. That's the hustle. I, I love yeah. that sometimes people think it takes like 15, 20 years. And for some people, they have been hustling like that their whole lives. And other people, they were committed and they were consistent. Yeah. And anything you're committed and consistent with, shit, just like the gym, it can pay off with your artistic endeavors. So that that's yeah. really good to hear. 
Yeah. So I want more cosplay from you, Chris. No excuse. She did what she did. <laughs> you're yeah. not gonna be like, I'm too busy for cosplay. No, Look, you're not. It's just certain ones I'll need to, you know, upgrade on. That's all it is. I'll be, you know, yeah. uh, together. So I stalked your page a bit, like I said. Yeah. And what's going on with Lee? Uh, because oh, <laughs> I saw the outfit. I saw the ponytail, and I said that one. I like yes. that one. What's going on with that one? Okay, Lee, Lee, I have a, I'm trying to write a manga. That's one of my goals to write a manga. But if I can't, like, get through with it, I, I'll just make it another indie. Okay. I grew up watching Xena, and I'm getting. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we both We're at the same time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I grew up watching Xena, so I came with this, um, this story is called Kill Venus. This also came about when, you know, that individual tried to kill my dreams. And I had to, Lee and the other girl that you see all the way at the bottom of my page with the black outfit, she was the first character I ever created. And she was gonna be the main character from Babbage Galaxy. So, you know, I couldn't use the story. So I'm like, okay, I gotta write my own story. Even though I, I ended up writing Afro Demons first, I still never, you know, I, I still needed a home for the other characters that I left yeah. behind. So I created um, Kill Venus. So that's a whole different story that had to do with three badass women, <laughs> three different storylines. So that's coming out later on, probably next year. Yeah, I'll definitely be peeping. She got some stuff in the tank. I would yes, sure. I, <laughs> I think someone's art immediately makes me interested. Like, okay, I want to know everything about this person. I'm on the journey. Like it, it's already in my head, and I'm like, oh, you got Afro Demon, and then you got these three sisters and Kill Venus. You got yeah, Babbage Galaxy. Yeah, Kill Venus. That's like, oh my god. Like, what are you? I, I, to I'm like itching because <laughs> I'm like, because I'm a very big supporter of bad women like badass yeah. women that is such a thing for me to see women like that's why when you mentioned xena i was like yes yeah you know, <laughs> yeah. You, you know so i'm just like you know and you know, i don't see a lot of i don't see other than game of thrones i don't see a lot of you know are you like xena <laughs> so it's like let me create my own black xena yeah, and, that's. I think yeah. that's the only time I'm Team Stark is when it's Arya Stark, you know, because yeah. <laughs> to be the youngest Stark like, and to be that badass. I'm back. I'm like, child, just give her a spinoff and let her do her thing. <laughs> I would have watched her. I would have watched her for like six more seasons. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. she was definitely. <laughs> I came so. to America watching Xena. I think that was one of our one of my first shows. They didn't speak that good English, and I'm like, oh my god, what the hell is this? This is good. <laughs> Zena was good. Zena was awesome. So good. And I love that she never she never felt like a character that compromised. And I like that from the standpoint because I think we're subliminally taught as women, you're going to have to compromise and give up something. And Zena's like, no, I'm gonna have it all. No, so right. I'm gonna be with Hercules, I'm gonna be with Aries, I'm gonna right. kick it over here, I'm gonna kick it over here, and then I'm just gonna go away if I want to. Right. And, and I'll deal with it when I deal with it, if I deal with it. And it was like, right. this is who I want to fucking be when I grow up. <laughs> I want this outfit. I want these weapons. I want I want this world. They did such a great job with that show. Right. Yes, they did. So that inspired me to write Kill Venus, which and that's coming out next year. 
Oh, we I'm, got you. I'm, yeah, we keep our eyes out. We need to come, we need to come back on for the premiere. We are <laughs> we're going to put in first bidding. <laughs> first a very bidding. busy woman. We're gonna put in first bidding. Like, don't forget, y'all heard it here first. Kill yeah. me, you coming back. Anybody who comes on this show, you and you got some new stuff, you gotta come we're back. Making you come back. <laughs> yeah, you you have to back. come back. <laughs> You guys are dope too. I will definitely. Oh, we thank you. We try. We try so hard. We definitely try. <laughs> all around here. All out here for So I have another question too. Who sure. in the community are you like enamored by? Whose work do you look at and you're just like that person? Even if it's somebody that not a lot of people know, because this is the time to plug other artists too. Mm -hmm. Okay. I think right now my biggest competition to me, I think, is Impal Comics. Okay. By Brett okay. Um, Tracy. He is the marketing that they got going on over there is dope. His storyline is dope. His um, characters, everything is just the way he just have everything put together is so freaking dope. And oh, I also look up to um, Black Sand. I love what mm -hmm. he's doing with his platform. Beautiful. Talk about yeah. talking about the hell with mainstream. Good right. luck. Right. <laughs> like my right. man is pushing it in. It was like you can't make this, and he was like, right. "Why do I got over a million copies sold already? <laughs> like right. more than you, <laughs> right, right?" And um, Concrete Comics, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. they're also dope. Even though there's, they're, they even asked to um if I could be part of the team, but I, you know, I'm like, um, let me be hot first by myself. <laughs> if it work out, then you know, I got you guys. So shout out to Concrete. Concrete also um Bristol Media Group. Max got a great ass story. And that's for the culture, like people from the West Indies and everything in the hood, mm -hmm. the projects. His story is dope. And um Great Gallico. He have an Afro um futurism manga. Crazy. You just sold me on three words right there. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you got me some melanin and some big hair. I'm like, I don't care what's going on. Sign me up. Just I'm sold me on the whole deal. Story. I'm like, you said yes. Afrofuturism manga. I'm like, well, I'm sold. Yeah. Uh, Storyline, so dope. It's like a mini Black Panther. It's like a mini Black Panther, but for the future. So I give him credit. So that's that. behind me. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's all that's behind me. <laughs> like when she yeah. said two letters, BP sold. I'm sold. Yeah. What is it? Black Panther. I'm sold. Say less, like you say, say less. Yeah. Uh, oh man, that's dope. But I, I can't wait to get more work from you. I, the other two uh, projects you have, the Bad Bitch Planet and Kill Venus. That's coming. I'm ready. Uh, <laughs> we're, we're, we're pretty, we're pretty sold in this bad bitch galaxy. I don't know if you noticed. I'm like, right, like yeah, I, I'm already on, on the fence. <laughs> I'm not even on the fence with this. You know, I'm so, I'm so ready to go with this. I just like to say stuff like that, especially you can imagine being at a con and I'm dressed as the character. Like, <laughs> I'm bad bitch galaxy. Like, oh yeah. <laughs> I if I end up going to BlurCon, I'm gonna be Keisha, and I'm gonna have a challenge. I think I was. I want to get to telling um Montel about it. Navy, Navy yeah. Montel. Yeah, I want to um ask him if I could have a challenge there where every little black beautiful women dressed as um Keisha, the best Afro, best platform boots. Oh man. Yeah, <laughs> I heard so many great stories out of BlurCon. Like, and people, everybody that's gone has said the same thing. It was like it's like coming home. 
<laughs> that's just yeah, like that. Like the, 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 the vibe is exactly this was like right on the heels of Black Panther. They were just like, it's literally like Wakanda. And I'm like, shit, yeah. I missed it. You know, <laughs> the closest I came to that was I finally went to Afropunk 2019. I went in Brooklyn mm-hmm. and I just felt like, why have I never done this before? And yeah. it was beautiful scene. And it wasn't a con, but of course, people are there in their hippie esque costumes and to see people be so free. I'm like, I need more of this. Okay, so yeah. Blur, Blurcon was definitely um, on the list before, you know, your cousin COVID mm-hmm. ruined everything. I, I don't claim that bastard. <laughs> <laughs> so we are at the port, part of our show where we talk about the news of the week. And some of the topics that have come up has been rumors. Now, there's been so many rumors surrounding the Spider-Verse. But the latest rumor to come out is that a certain Spider-Man will be showing up and is from the 1990s animated series that was voiced by Christopher Barnes may be showing up in the next Spider-Verse film. So what do you guys think about that? That is crazy. Start with our guest. Yes, Lena, what do you think about that? Let's get a picture up there. To see these two side by side. I that would be dope. I think... I think... What movie was that? The, was that the first Spider-Man in the nineties? You said, yeah, yeah, the nineties uh, Spider-Man, yeah, cartoon, yeah, and the Amazing Spider-Man. Uh, God, that was. I'm trying to think how long that series ran. ran. I think it was about maybe five seasons, maybe at best. I think the nineties one or the Amazing one. Oh no, it wasn't Amazing one, wasn't it? Like after that, good lord, because they had so many. They had so many different versions. They did a couple that. of them, but I yeah. feel like the only ones that matter were that one from the nineties. The one nineties. The one that was amazing, Spider-Man, that that boy from Drake and Josh ended up voicing. Yeah, the one on that was a yeah the Disney XD version one, that one which yeah, was, was really good. good. Yeah, yeah, that one was good. Yeah, they I think, they. I think, I think it will be dope. What you guys think? I think it will be dope. Oh, I like he, he did the movie. Yeah, I I'm I'm all for it. I'm yeah. all for it because like like the intro alone, like I, I used to record that show. <laughs> and I like I didn't even care. I like I let it play because I wanted to hear that intro is just as synonymous as the X-Men animated intro. It, it, Those are two of the two there. hardest intros of an animated version cartoon in the 90s, period. Hands down. You let it play yeah. out. That show was like, although like there were some problematic moments with Mary Jane, but that aside, that show jumping off buildings and shit. What is wrong with you? Weird, but in the time, it was just, I think that was one of the first shows outside of X-Men that I just fell for. And I'm like, this is a part of my new kind of um, going into that tweenager age because I was kind of done watching the regular Saturday morning cartoons. So then something that you felt like was adult. And I don't know about y'all, but I felt like what we had in the 90s with those shows, we had more like adult-themed stuff we were watching. We were watching adult. Um, When you think about Gargoyles and just other shows you're watching, I'm like, these were grown-ass shows. They were getting there. They were there. So much and nitpicking so much now, I don't think these next generations, it's going to be a minute till they come back full circle to kind of giving them that energy Mm -hmm. again. But we had some fantastic content, so I'm here for anything that's tapping into that nostalgia. Um, and yeah. that's my favorite Spider-Man. Like, it's no-brainer to bring him into the Spider-Verse. Yeah, uh, I yeah. am so I on board. To happen. 
doing it. I think and it'd be perfect with Miles. I think that yeah. that personality that'd be closer to how Miles is in understanding than anybody else he was kind of up against, where it was like a struggle to connect. I don't think he's gonna have a struggle to connect with this version. Mm-mm. Oh no! I, like I said, uh, it's one of those things where you want it. Like just the last, just the last film alone was. You're just like, oh god, they can do anything now. They can literally pull off anything. Out, they can pull a yep. rabbit out their hat at this point, and we're gonna <laughs> go for it because this is just good stuff. And yeah. that show for me was quite possibly one of the best shows out there. Like the guitar rift alone. But like you said, the the problematic Mary Jane. Oh boy, what Child, her <laughs> she actually was making me mad. I'm like, Jesus, why are you so damn needy? Can you let this man do his job? Like he's folding. I'm because like, of you me. know, Peter really loves you, but that was the first version of um, like Hobgoblin and all of them. I was actually shook. Like those villains, anytime they came on the scene, I was actually like, all right. Um, I can't wait till next Saturday. I need this resolved right yeah, now. I mean, we were seeing some major stuff. I think I think possibly besides Mary Jane being crazy, because she was, um, <laughs> was seeing Blade for the first time animated, and he was doing was crazy dope. stuff like using his motorcycle to drive on top of the building. On the building. Like, I'm like, <laughs> my matter. dude, my dude. <laughs> Come on, my Doesn't dude. Doesn't have to make sense. It's cool. <laughs> but so it, but it. Like I actually got that version of the of the toy and everything, and I was just like, "But my dude, you were still driving on the building with motorcycle." And you know, on the Disney XD one, when they brought him in for like a three part series episode, they did with like the Howling Commandos, which was the dopest shit I had ever seen in my life, animated at the time. Um, He was doing wild stuff then too, and I was like, "Is this a callback to the dumb stuff we saw (laughs) in '96 that didn't make any sense?" (laughs) And it was it was still good though. You just don't ask any questions. You're just like, "All right." All right, this is just dope. Yeah, it's yeah, just it, dope. So you can't question it. You'll yeah, it. I I enjoyed every minute of that show. Uh, you could tell like near the end of its run, like you'd be like, "Oh, you guys are starting to run out of stories." You could tell like they were really starting to jam a lot of stuff in. You know, like the uh the alternate ver- uh universes of Spider Man. You know, like mm-hmm. it was all these different versions. And it then was just, like weird ver- stuff happening. Yeah, and then he finally meets. His maker, which is Stan Lee, and they didn't mention yeah. Steve Ditko, which pissed me off a little bit. But, <laughs> but you know, uh, Stan Lee voicing it, you know, voicing his, you know, he's meeting his creator. He's literally meeting his creator. And it was just like, ah, like, this is one of the moments where you get to, you know, Stan Lee had always lent his voice to animated shows before. But this is one of them times where you really start noticing it in your childhood. You're just like, Man, he he met he met the man, and yeah. he was really like dropping knowledge bombs on him. <laughs> he was just like, I've never I've never went web swinging before, and he's just going with him, and it was like the father son talk, and like whatever all the stuff he was going through, he like he broke it down to him. He was like, thanks. I'm like, yeah, your dad actually gave you some advice. Now you can go back to your universe. And get your shit together. (laughs) So I wonder, like, as well loved as he is, and like Stanley fans don't come for me, but just thinking about it from a business aspect, I wonder if if to be successful in the business world, period, in that way, like to that height of fame, you have to make some savage moves because it almost seems like by default, a lot of people that are that high up 
mm-hmm. end up making some, especially if they have partners, collabs, they end up making mm-hmm. some moves that a lot of us would be like, that's harsh. You're not supposed to do that. But they wouldn't be where they were if they didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was a combination because I did see a uh, basically a documentary a couple of years ago. And it talked about their relationship that they had and how Stan was Stan has always been the out front animated type of guy. Mm-hmm. And Jack Kirby, he was, even though he was the brains and, and everything about, you know, creating the people, he wasn't very, how do you say camera? Probably wasn't very, extroverted enough. Yeah. He was, yeah, he wasn't, he was very much an extrovert, you know, and it showed, you know, he, it was, he was just very to himself, but he was freaking brilliant at what he did. Like my man helped build two different houses, like Marvel and DC. You know, and, Give me my money. Right. You know, and I think it was a combination of like like Candy B said, it might be a little bit of savagery involved, a little middle middle, little bit of misunderstanding. And wow, shit just kind of I you, it you know, has to be because I think you took advantage of what's somebody the, being like they like they discussed in the doc that they said uh like it, it took some time, like it was a radio show that Stan was on and Jack called in. And they talked, and at first it looked like it was—it wasn't an argument because they mm-hmm. played the—they played the audio, but they hashed it out, and then like they kind of hashed it out. They didn't really squash it; they kind of hashed it out at that point. But then when they seen each other again, it was actually before Jack died. It was at some function, and mm-hmm. they seen each other, and they actually talked, and they said that's when they made up. That's when they just squashed all the beef and everything, and. It was done. And I was just like, I'm sitting there watching this thing, and I'm like, two of my favorite people, I'm over here shedding a tear. Ain't this a bitch? You know? And so, yeah. Let's right. shit for your favorite people. Yeah, yep, yeah. Yeah, Jack wasn't a businessman. Yeah, he wasn't. He was, he was, he was just the brains behind it. You know, they's like they they told him how to do it, you know, or they described what they wanted. Boom, he draw it out. I think, or he, I, think I always think about those type of people because I'm like, it always sucks for them. If you don't have somebody when some real business moves are about to go down that have your back um, wholeheartedly because you're going to get left in the dust because you're introverted, because you're you don't know much about business. And if someone else is a bit more savvy and they're extroverted, you're going to get kind of thrown away each time unless they really have your back. But see, the business of comics is is has from what I've seen has always had a level of savagery that just. Oh, yeah knows no bounds you know you you create these characters and i'm glad like people like lena are is you know is in a stage where i don't want to join this i want to do this for me i i this is mine you know when you have people like the jerry uh schuster and joe siegel creating one of the world's no best known superheroes which is superman and they got a check for two hundred dollars and that sucks. You know, it took it took decades after they died for them to even get recognized on a lot of stuff. And yeah. then in the families to this day, the family still fights for certain stuff. They're like, hey, hey, you can't show that unless you right. throw the, the family name up there. You just can't do that. You know, mm-hmm. um, and you would think great. people would know better. It's like, come on now. Like, really? Yeah. I know it's like a billion dollar character. Yep. One. Yep. I heard about that too because yep. I love Watchmen and the same thing I heard for the I watched some cool kind of thing on Netflix about toy origin stories as well as cartoon characters 
So I watched this whole thing on Ninja Turtles and was like, holy shit. Like, yeah. that was insane. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, what is going on? Because I used to think it was just as easy as, well, I came up with this character and she's a badass female. And then I just got this deal and now we're on our way. Uh-uh. It ain't, it ain't that at mm-hmm. all. And I'm there's so much behind the scenes drama. And once that, as soon as that first check hits or a camera's in somebody's face, that's it. You get to that's see it. it the real people like who's in it for themselves and it's always that person that was thinking more we that gets screwed because they're like i thought that we decided this is what we were going to do with these ninja turtles and it's like well i decided we were doing a b and c and it worked so i'm done that's crazy i mean it's happened i mean it's why it's why image was image comics was created for that exact reason you know it was so much uh we're going to create this character for Marvel or we're going to create this character for DC and we're going to, cre- and they're not getting the recognition or they're not getting paid what they feel is they're just due or whatever the case may be is like, or you're creating this character. And once you create the character, it belongs to the company. It doesn't belong to the, the creator, yeah, right. you know? So they're just like, well, we're going to leave. We're going to leave and we're going to uh, max agrees. Yep. <laughs> uh, you're like, we're going to leave and we're going to go create our own show, our own our own business, which is where we get The Walking Dead and now Invincible, which is on Amazon Prime. Check it out. It's a great show. Which I've heard nothing but great things about. Read yeah, the series. The series is in, it's not, it's no longer running. The series ended years ago, but yeah. it's probably one of the best. And, and they even touted this on the cover of their book. One of the best superhero books that was out. Oh wow! And it was. It really was. It told you a story. Robert Kirkman had a he had a vision for this character in the world around him. He told the story, and he told the, the beginning, middle, and the end. And that's it. He had a whole vision in mind, and he told it. And he told that story, and it was a great, great story. You know, well, I hope I enjoy it like, insane. I hope I enjoy it more than when I started to finally watch the DC animated uh, Harley Quinn. <laughs> I I stopped after episode one and I just knew I was going to love it because I love Poison Ivy. Mm-hmm. I'm not a huge like Harley Quinn fan, but I'm like, I love Poison Ivy. I'll watch it for her. And I'm like, I can't get with this. And I don't know why. I couldn't even watch Finish watching uh, it. <laughs> I couldn't even watch the movie. What's that? The oh, I, didn't watch it. I didn't watch it either. Ah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, go ahead. Brandy, watch. Get, go ahead. Watch the animated Harley Quinn show. And I'm going to tell you one reason why. Mm-hmm. King Shark. Okay. And How long do I have to wait, wait for that. Oh no, he's he's after the first. It's, it, it might be in the first episode, but King Shark, Clayface. Watch Clayface. Is Alan Tudyk? Alan Tudyk has two jobs on that show, and he does he does two voices on that show that I know of. He does the Joker's voice, and he does Clayface's voice, and the and the way he plays Clayface. You're used to seeing Clayface from the 90s Batman show. He plays Clayface like this out of work thespian. Like they have to That's like so he, it, it's but it's such a comedic <laughs> turn because like there's a there's a scene in one of the episodes where they have to break into this vault, this this whole vault to get this one tech piece. And it was like Harley says, Clayface, I need you to pose as this as uh this lady or whatever. He was like, "Well, does she have a background? Like, is oh she?" Oh my god! She was like, "What?" She was like, "I don't give a fuck about that." She was like, "Well, I think she's gonna be a divorcee with two children." And he's talking almost like Shakespeare, like, 
dude, just pose as the woman. That sounds interesting. Her voice is killing me. I know it's the girl from the Big Bang Theory that's doing her voice. And I just can't. I'm like, you're not giving me the accent that I want. And I can't. Like, girl, no. And then I don't like it. was horrible. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's funny. My oldest watched it and I was like, nope. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I couldn't do it. And I like some of the actresses that were going to be in the film. But I was also like, I'm not interested. And I like uh, Margot. I, I feel like she's a phenomenal actress and I saw her in yeah. Wall Street and I saw her in I, Tanya. I, Tanya, I was a like, girl, you can really act and you can do beyond like the pretty blonde thing. And I like, yeah. I like this you for true. that. Listen, but Clayface is hilarious. Thank you, John. Clayface is hilarious. Then he, I'm gonna have to watch he's a very, he's too. very, he's very method acting. <laughs> he's like, oh, I like I said, he, he, he does the whole, he, well, like he's getting, this is the crazy part. After they pull off the heist and they get in their van and go to their hideout, <laughs> she was like, Okay, we got the piece. He was like, Well, he was like, Jim, the security guard is gonna be disappointed when I when Karen doesn't show up for his date tonight. And I was like, dude, like but it's Alan Tudyk, and he he does all these who needs to be recognized more because he does a lot of voice work and he's very hilarious in what he does. Um, but yeah. He's right. John's right. It is very funny in his delivery. I just, I just like that they actually let it be known from episode one that Joker and Harley have an extremely abusive relationship. Mm. I, I like that because we don't get that enough, and they played with it like a little bit in the animated series, but that was just so. It was campy and Art Deco and a little dark, but it wasn't like going to the extreme mm-hmm. when, it, when she first hit the scene with the Joker. So him pushing her off a desk and kind of talking to her crazy, maybe leave her somewhere. It didn't seem like the end of the world. Mm-hmm. And I think now that we're older and we view things differently, it's like, no, that wasn't good. And this isn't something we should glamorize. So I liked from episode one, Poison Ivy's like, he does not love you. I staged all of this to show you how much he doesn't love you. And mm-hmm break up with him and I like I like that but I don't I don't know we'll see I might wait it out to get to Clayface we'll see yeah it's there there are some moments in that show that they're they're definitely worth checking out like it's more comedic than anything um especially the way they do Batman it's it's the way they do Batman and it's the way they do Commissioner Gordon Commissioner Gordon when he came with his coffee cup and he was like shaking and I (laughs) Threw you off, didn't it? It did. I was not expecting like a like that. Like it was giving me like how stressed out he was in Batman Year One, but just this manifestation of it, like animated, like this. You you've seen things. You've gone through. Like you're you're a little touched. Like I like I like how they played him. I like how they played him. Oh my god! You said, you said a little touched. <laughs> a little touched. That mother came, girl. He was like. <laughs> He got, the, like, he got the he got the five o'clock shadow. Yeah, and his like clothes were all like wrinkled. I was like, "What is going on?" Because normally, when you see Commissioner Gordon come on the scene, whether he's animated or even in the movies, he's he's a little distinguished. You know what I mean? He kind of seems like he's together until he's not. Nah, he came on the scene, sh- shook up, and he's I was like, like "Huh?" Like he just has he doesn't have it together at all. And at if all. and if Batman ain't there, he just falls apart. That mess was funny. I'm like, what am I watching? Oh my god! So since we're in the world of DC, um, 
there has been talk. This just came across my line not too long ago or earlier today, actually. There has been talk about journeys since you did not see Birds of Prey. Mm-hmm. The highlight of Birds of Prey, besides Margot Rob- Robbie playing a pretty good Harley Quinn, was Journey Smollett mm-hmm. playing uh on, outfit. Yeah, playing Black Canary. Um, mm-hmm. she really did a great job as Black Canary. Uh, she was in this, she was very kick-ass. This is probably the most uh active I had seen Journey Smollett besides Lovecraft Country. And the fans are calling for an HBO Max series for her. Okay. If you was to see her, you'd be like, oh yeah, I can see this. Like, mm-hmm. you don't see her exhibit her abilities till late, much later in the film. And, and she said, it's a reason why she does it. She just doesn't want to embrace it. But at this particular point, she has to. So, uh, she she's actually a great actress. I like her. She's really a great actress, and you know to see her, and I think and I know why a lot of fans were upset. They were like, you know, it's, it's a black woman playing black canary. Like you're not used to seeing that. I get that, but she pulls it off. Not only does she pull it off, she does it well. You know, she makes her. She's fractured. She's she's damaged, and she's trying to play low key. Is the best thing she can do, right. and I'm all for that. If you watch it, just if you just can muster it up to watch it, check it out. Check out her scenes; they're very good scenes. I'll just look it up on YouTube. Yeah, there you go. There you go. You know, I'll they, look fakes up on YouTube, and I'll yeah. look her up on YouTube, so I don't have to sit through. <laughs> yeah, like, cause, like it was out. really hard. Everything else was just kind of like, all right. If it wasn't Harley, you know. Or Black Canary, some of the other stuff is just kind of really. And the previews made it seem like it was going to like be visually stunning and maybe give me right. some like cosplay ideas. But other than that, I well, it did. It did get well, the, 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 mo- the most cosplay ideas that it gave anybody that I've seen is Harley. Yeah, right. just the way she was, just the way it. she dressed. Everybody else, well, I seen one of the. You know what? It. I seen uh, as as matter of fact, I seen. Uh, Cheyenne Jazz Wise cosplay as Black Canary, the outfit that she wears in the in the film. She did do that. I've seen I've probably seen that costume three times on on three different female cosplayers. That's about it. You know, but the most that's cosplayed out of that film was Harley and Black Canary. Like Huntress is in the film. Nobody really cosplays her. Which Um, I I love. Like that's somebody that should have a little more hype. That doesn't yeah. get it. Yeah. Um, I think the movie wasn't just badass. Because, you know, I love badass women that mm-hmm. kick ass. And I did not get that. It was and they're, they're there. It's just, it was just it's WB. That's what it is. <laughs> I guess it, it they is. Wanted, well. I guess because they wanted kids to watch it, too. So they're mm. like, we can't do too much. I don't know if that's the reason that's, why. That's whack. Right, I need you. I need her to like kick his head off. Like, <laughs> yeah, right. That's the action that I love, you know. And I wasn't getting that, so I'm like, eh. yeah. They try. They they actually tried this previews, and then you're like, if you are supposed to be, maybe not the polar opposite of the Joker, but you're basically like Joker. Right. Joker is Prince in your vanity. You're you supposed to match up a little bit. Right. 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 I'm like, oh my god, she's being nice. Yeah. So, so if, like, you, what the hell? 
Yeah. So, so John, so John says, when I first saw BOP, I was irked by the character change of back, uh, Black Canary, but not for ethnicity change. I actually love when media allows that. They do it a lot in the Netflix of regulars. That's true. But the but Black Canary kicked ass in the movie. BOP is worth it for Margot, Black Canary, and Black Mask. Obi-Wan is very good in that overacted role. He was. He did. Ewan McGregor did overact a lot as Black Mask in that movie, but it was worth it. He seemed like he did in the previews, but I thought that was on purpose, so I was like, I'm with it. Yeah. He was very, uh, I don't want to say flamboyant, but yeah, he was flamboyant and just Ewan McGregor's a good actor. Hell, he's Obi-Wan. Uh, he was giving me vibes like <laughs> did in uh, Thor Ragnarok because I was not expecting him to be a villain. And I was like, where did you come from? And he so, played yeah, perfectly. Yeah, so there's there's moments in it. You know, there's some standout characters and some standout actors, actually, that, that really pull it off. So, um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so the main topic of the show is, you know, WB has done so much damage mm. to the to, to the Snyderverse basically um Ray Fisher has been touted as uh coming out and saying there was some offensive things being done said uh the conduct that was taking place on the set was not professional um he was saying things like he what did he say he said uh he had to explain what would be offensive when working with Joss Whedon and was threatened for it you know, Gal Gadot has come out to say she supports Ray Fisher. Jason Momoa has come out to say he supports uh, uh, Ray Fisher. You know, this is he was Ray one of the first to uh, say something yeah. too after he said um, something. Jason backed him up first. Yeah, and you know, and I'm like, how are y'all bullying Jason on the set? <laughs> Think he knows better. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, uh, Gal Gadot has stated has has stated, and this is her as Wonder Woman. She said she had some moments on the set as well, mm. but she said her experience with Joss Whedon wasn't the best one. Uh, she said that she took care of it right away. She went to the higher ups, mm. and they they fixed the problem. And she supports Ray, and so this leads the question. And it's nothing against Gal Gadot. Mm-hmm. But we see the underlying issue as you know. Here you have a black man mm-hmm. who is playing uh, for the for for DC, the first black superhero on a theatrical live action screen. Right. So the vision that him and Zack Snyder had was what we got in the HBO Max series or the HBO Max movie. You better speak it was, that into existence, cyborg yeah, series. Yeah, he wanted to he wanted to show this man's pain and what he came from to what he is now. And right. there's been a lot of people that are saying, Oh, we don't want to see the backstory. I'm like, well, how do you get the guy who we see on Teen Titans without first exploring the fact that right. this, this guy lost both his parents? Right. You know, they died in front of him. He almost died. We pretty much did die, you know. And here you are trying to deal with this. You don't get the happy-go-lucky cyborg that we've been used to seeing lately. Right. You, don't, you don't get that. You got to get the. You got to get this version first. You know yeah. he has to come from somewhere, and that was the story they were trying to tell. Mm-hmm. And when he was going out, and he was speaking out mm-hmm. and saying that, you know, the conduct that when just when Josh Whedon took over, they made him redo lines. They pretty much forced him to say the booyah line, and 
you know, why I loved hearing him say booyah in the cartoon and everything. I understand why he was uncomfortable with it. He was like, no, that's not the direction he needs to be in. There's no way he comes onto the screen happy about the way he looks, about losing his life and losing his mother. And, you know, the, of course, been more on his side as soon as he started with a statement saying abuse. Yeah. He used the word abusive. And right. I think, and you know, a lot of people were because I've never seen Ray Fisher before this. And I hope to see him in other things after this. And it raises the question of why isn't why wasn't his experienced experience taken more seriously? Well, you know, easy. And we easy. know why. <laughs> we we know why. White privilege. Yeah, and that's what it boils down to because you know Gal Gadot, like she said. She was forced to change. She was forced to change some of her lines that she didn't like, and whatever it was she dealt with, she went to the higher ups just as well, and just threatened her job. And she, she's like, "Well, what are you gonna do?" You know. I think, I think for her, you know, we have the Me Too movement, so that was easy to take care of. And I feel like when it comes to men, even though they say, "Yo, this is happening to us too." Because they just brush them off. We don't really, you know, right. it's not up in our face with it. And I think it's kind of unfair that Definitely. we overpass, look, um, we overpass men that goes through these things too, even though they're in the industry too. So it's like, it's not just white privilege too. It's also because she's a woman and then we have the Me Too situation. Unfortunately, we're not, you know, we're not concerned with men is going through which is mm -hmm. like yeah you're a man you're supposed to take that so yeah, it's like, that's the stick yeah. and that's the stick right. too so yeah and this it wasn't his first time being abusive towards other men um because right. i was like looking up like all this stuff that i found on him just an article because somebody did like a chronological timeline and apparently sure. like they did this goes back to firefly buffy shit and um jason marsters said, I guess, a long time ago, like, hey, he kind of cornered me and was pissed because I was becoming popular. He's played Spike on the show, for those that don't know. Right. Um, but he was becoming popular. He wasn't supposed to be that popular. He wasn't even supposed to be able to show that long. And he was jealous because I guess Josh was cutting up on set because his wife already told him in the middle of the divorce, basically like, you were cheating and um, doing stuff he had no business doing on set to the point where the little girl who was a teenager at the time that played Buffy's sister, Dawn, there was a rule on set. She came out, Michelle Trachtenberg, who also was Harriet the Spy. That's a little yes. trick for you guys. Um, great Nickelodeon show, great book. Um, but there was a rule on set that he was not to be alone with her again, which means something happened with you and an right. underage girl, and you've been allowed to work in this business for how long? And I think that poses an even bigger problem beyond race because, well, not beyond race, it's still racial because you have, not in every industry, but perverted white men in these mm -hmm. higher powerful seats that of course condone the behavior and cover up for other perverted white men. Mm -hmm. So that infrastructure in itself needs to kind of come down in all type of ways. We need people with integrity in positions of power. We need more POCs in positions of power. And of course, more women or those who identify as women. At this point, I don't fucking care. But the point is this whole hierarchy of 
white man is the top as far as who gets to be in charge, who gets to call the shots. Right. And apparently he was a monotonous, all the stuff that I read, because I'd never gone that deep into it. So I read like every accusation and what they pinpointed to. It's really sick. But that one about Michelle stood out the most to me because I'm like, we just got done ripping into R. Kelly and got him out of here quick. What's the hold up with Josh? Exactly. Because this was an accusation with a young girl, and I bet you it's not his first time with a young girl because he kind of flippantly said he was wilding out and enjoying the power of being the producer and the person calling the shots. And you have a lot of young, impressionable actors and, and boom operators and whoever's on the set because they want to work in the industry. Mm -hmm. And they get, they get so kind of thirsty for that. Even Charisma Carpenter, who, if anybody ever watched Angel or Buffy, Gorgeous woman, still a bad bitch of the galaxy. Shout out to you. <laughs> Amazing. And she was getting picked at and got scheduled for 1 a.m. call times because she was pregnant. And Josh asked her, are you keeping it? Yeah, right. Oh yeah, right. girl, because he was not on her, kind of basically ruining the storyline and having to adjust. And he was acting a fool from what I read. It's what, it's what caused her to get rolled out of, <laughs> out of Angel. Bless you. It's what got her wrote out of Angel was because yeah, she, she left from him. nowhere. And I was just like, what happened to Cordelia? So now like that everybody's saying all this stuff, it's just, it's making more sense, but it's so sad because it's like, you've been allowed to do this, but I know the for only so way you're allowed long. to do something like this for so long, girl. And the yeah. only reason you was allowed to do something like this is because people above you agreed with this behavior because they're doing mm -hmm. it too. And you guys were all covering for each other. But now they might throw you under the bus to save themselves because when you got to take out one of your own, it was the same thing with R. Kelly. It's like, ain't no damn way he was getting away with this by himself. He had help. Right. Yeah. Right. He, had help. he definitely had help. So it just it leaves, it leaves a lot the question that's on the board. Not only that, now, now, even if you weren't doing it and you're higher up and you weren't doing it, you were benefiting from it. Absolutely. You know, so, Absolutely. And it, so it just say it raises a lot of questions like why, you know, we know why Ray Fisher wasn't taken seriously. We know right. it. the writing is on the wall. We know why. But right. the stigma should not be there as a whole. You know, this man had a problem. He addressed right. it. He kept addressing it like. You know, some people they wait out of fear. You know, they wait several for several years that out of fear, you know, of losing their job or whatever the case may be. They might be the main breadwinner for all we know. Right. This young brother said, No, this shit ain't right. And yeah. spoke on it. And they spoke his truth hard. Yeah, he, and he and he and he stuck to his guns. Congratulations to you, Ray Fisher, yeah. for sticking to your guns. I'm backing you. And you know, because the whole time he was saying it, I'm like, well, what was done? You know, that was the question. I was like, what what happened? What was done? You know, I was more concerned, like, well, what exactly was done? You keep talking about it, but what was said? What was done? And I, you know, I got that they had to investigate it. So it was probably like a gag order to some degree. Mm -hmm. And he couldn't go into detail. But he called out some folks. He was like, no, you, Josh Whedon, Whedon, you're wrong. Jeff Johns, you were wrong. He called out one of the heads of the WB executive. Yeah, as, as he should, because y'all are all in bed together. And we know it was something yeah. racial. I'm sorry. Anytime it involves us and we're talking about inappropriate, um, especially he if you're not a woman. He didn't sacrifice himself. He so. did. He did. He didn't and some, somewhere, somewhere in the, the acting world, Right. Somebody's seeing this and they're saying, "No, this shouldn't be happening to him. Come over here to us, you know, right. Tyler Perry." 
you know, come on over here. Like, Tyler, you don't grab the Royals up. Go ahead and grab Ray up. Get some you know, like, everybody Ray for something. Yeah, you know. So, it, you know, it's, it's, her too. it's right. the stigma has to go away. It has to just go away. We know what's going on. You know, we're we're in a stage now in life where things are so much more out front and in your yeah. face that you can't ignore it or it can't be hidden or it can't be swept away. You know, there's technology, there's cell phones. I love that. You I know, there's people who's willing to speak said. up. You know, like I said, Ray Fisher was willing to speak up in his truth. And he stayed and he stood by it and he said, you know what? I'm indebted and I'm still doing what I need to do. Right. And, and the fact that he actually had support from people like Gal Gadot and Jason Momoa, and they like, hey, yeah, there was some fucked up shit going on the set. And we're backing him. You know, that says a lot. You know, right. you know, it, it says a lot, you know. So it's just like, hey, I know Josh is under the fire right now, but I'm like, we know you're not the only one, you're not the only producer, writer. Oh, yeah. Me too, we can prove that it's like Weinstein ain't the only Weinstein. Y'all out here wilding out, and most people just take the check and go home because they're just happy to work. They want to be a star or whatever. But had Ray not said anything, I'm like, I wonder if Gal and Jason would have even mentioned any of this, or do you just take your check? Exactly. That that stands the question too. You know, it's a shame that he lost his position. To play cyborg in the next Flash movie, whenever the hell they decide to shoot that. But at this point, you know, at this point, like, dude, you didn't lose out because he did. He's a great seem... actor. Yeah, He's a great yeah. actor. So I, I don't feel like he lost anything. No, I, I just feel like when it comes to white Hollywood, they make us work extra harder than the actual, you know, white actresses actor. So mm-hmm. it is, you know, it's. It's, it's kind of that's why I like created dope girls. Like when I want to like hire someone for my characters, I'm going to strictly only my black folks. And then yeah. you know, there's people that in the comments are, are you gonna have any white characters in dope girls? Like, um, no, you can't make me. <laughs> you know, you can't make me. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna have to hire black actors, black actresses. That's it, yeah. You know, I mean, they they said the same thing. They people were upset about Black Panther. It was like pretty much a ninety nine percent black right. film. Why is where's the white people? I'm like, it's right. in Africa. Just we've seen enough of you, white folks. <laughs> listen, tonight, listen, you know, it wasn't in Africa. Like you said, we've seen enough. We've been saturated yeah. with. It. And as soon as something's not for you, that also right. goes to privilege. Because when we say privilege, we're not always talking about money and finances. Right. There are plenty of times we are actually talking about how you get to move in this world and you are always being represented and seen. And as soon as something is not for you, you can't handle it. You don't complain about it with everybody because there's a lot of different um, ethnicities um, that can pass, right? Because sometimes people don't know, oh, you were Asian or oh, you're Hispanic because you almost passed for white. A lot of us ain't passing. What nobody in Black Panther passing, this was clearly for us an undeniable black film and you were mad about it. And even anybody that was even mad about it or saying they weren't going to see it, I ain't going to lie. I side-eyed, whether I was friends with them or not, because I'm just like, you watching every other Marvel film, but you can't watch this one? Right. You Mm. can't see yourself in it. We spend our whole lives not seeing ourselves in shit. You got to be fine with it. Just move well with the fan on. 
Even in X-Men movies, even in X-Men movies, I don't see a lot of black mutants. No. And the one you gave us, you shit it on. So, I mean, come on. Storm only make it snow. And I'm like, where is my Storm? Where's the one who who talks like a regal? Who talks right. with Roy, like a royal, like she's royal because she is royal. Where's that sister? No, like no, no, no. Bigger I mean, all we get is different versions of Jean Grey for 10, 20 right. Like, damn. Right on the money. Right. It's only offensive when we do it. You're well, right. That's how they that's how they look at it. Then they're like, right. that's racist. I'm like, it's racist for my son to be able to look up to a character that looks like him. That's right. exactly. <laughs> okay. Right. Okay. So that's why. That's exactly why I'm doing Go Girls, and that's why we stand for this. Only, only black. I will like. I can't say only black because I am immigrant. So it's like maybe I will create something that have all of us, mm-hmm. all of us in there, so they don't feel like they're left out too. So right. it's like, yeah, or maybe I have something re- re- with um reverse slavery, you know? Oh, oh my God, there's a book out about that though. I found it on Amazon, which is trying to reimagine the world if we had did that to them. And there were people even in the comments that hadn't even read the book oh. on that were just like. This is just really just right. anything. And what was the point of this? And I'm like, our ancestors would probably have to say, what was the point? There, there's a movie that was done in somewhere in the 90s. Mm-hmm. And it starred John Travolta and Harry Belafonte. And the movie was called Another Man's Burden. And the roles of the movie was completely reversed. The mm-hmm. black fam, it was like in the world, the black people were the well-off. We had We had black influences. We had black privilege and everything else and john travolta's character was the middle or the lower class white people mm-hmm. and there were so many people that were so upset i believe it you know and this was in the 90s can you imagine if they pulled that stunt now with well, that the movie? keyboard warriors are upset now i saw this article this was crazy too um you know white, one yep. of the royals died white man's, that's right it was that's right max white man's burden that's uh, what it was when, uh prince philip died um mm-hmm. <laughs> Someone called him Palpatine. I was weak. They said he was Palpatine. Palpatine died. Palpatine. And Finally. <laughs> it was so funny. But um, I guess Harry and his wife made a statement and it was brief. And I just for fun went in the comment section. Of course, everybody is not of color in the comments. Like, right. oh, you guys keep that to yourselves. And you have some nerve saying blah, 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 like attacking like Megan was going to see it. And I'm like, this energy is not for Harry. You still upset that he married this black girl, which right. full, full circle to the black community. This should really, moments like this and moments like what happened to uh, the girl that played Black Canary. Sorry, I forgot her name already. Oh, Jenny Smollett. Um, Moments like that should let y'all see again, like Jay-Z says, still nigga, it don't matter how light bright you think you are, this colorist in our community has to stop because it those women could be uh, racially ambiguous and it still doesn't matter because they're still like, no, you're not us. You're not, it doesn't matter what your hair grade is, what your skin color is. That should force us to just gather more around each other, not just entertainers, but us, period. Our community have our backs like nobody else is going to because no one else is going to look out for us like we look out for us and even turn this back into your art and what you do 
keep pushing these POC characters right. and fuck everything else because they're not pushing right. for us to be represented. No. They're not thinking, well, what about these people? And the only time they do is when it messes with their pockets, when they're worried mm -hmm. about being canceled. Then mm -hmm. it's like, well, how are we catered to the black people? Because if you notice, a lot of people are doing that now. Hell, even Netflix, they will change the title screen of a mm -hmm. show to the one black character in the show because now we have a whole Black Lives you know, Matter collection yeah. for you. You didn't fucking care before. I would no. much rather have you rest in your authentic racist truth yeah. than to give me that way. I know where you stand. Yeah, I'm not right. stand. And then the next wave that comes through, because this will die down, unfortunately. I hope it doesn't. But on a lot of their end, this will die down and it'll go to the next money grab, whether it be um the LGBT community mm -hmm. or something else, they'll just go to where the money's going. Um, so I'm like, mm, nah, fuck that fake shit. I don't like that at all. <laughs> I love it. Max Max says pay, it's called pandering, and it is. It's pandering. Yeah, it's a lot yeah. of pandering. So uh, we are at the part of the show where we have where Brandy or Candy does her mm -hmm. lightning round. So here, here's our section. Lightning round. Candy B, take it away. <laughs> All right, girl. So for the lightning round, I'm going to ask you some questions, and you're just going to be, bam, off the dome. Um, some of them, you you know, can take your time to think. We're not going to put you on a time limit. Um, but I, some of these I thought of specifically for you after I did my stalking. Uh, and then and other ones, I was just like, this will just be fun to ask. So ready to go. Prince or Michael? Oh, Michael. <laughs> I always get that, it's such a hard balance. That is such a hard balance. Prince, Prince is self-absorbed. I get that vibe from him. Like he's just okay. I'm and Michael is just like, thank you all. I love you all. So, yeah. I thought that was the appeal of Prince. That he just don't seem to give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> all right, painting or drawing? Drawing. Reading or writing? Writing. Singing or dancing? Dancing. Drums or flats? <sighs> Drugs. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> weed. It's a weed. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. Oh, coming up. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny as hell. Oh my god! Cocoa <laughs> butter or shea butter? Oh my god, shea I butter. Know. That's shea hard. Butter. Blasphemy. No, Moesha or the Parkers? Oh my god, Moesha. This is not hard. I always wanted to be Moesha. Who didn't? Right. He's a legend. But shout out to the Parkers, though. I like the Parkers, right. too. I like Kim, 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 Kim Parker, Nikki Parker. I like all them. Although the way the cancel culture going, Nikki is going to get canceled for Oh, us. my God. <laughs> oh, my God. The way she was going after the professor. Ooh, my the God. Right. Child, the but she got him, though. At the end, she is got him. Just to wear somebody down that doesn't Urkel, want Urkel did it. <laughs> Stefan. It's yeah, still for yeah, Stefan did that. Well, she probably didn't wear it out, but she ended up going Urkel, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, I already know the answer to this one. Uh, the Matrix or Kill Bill? Oh, oh that's hard, because I love The Matrix, too. But you said. <laughs> okay, Kill Bill. Kill Bill. 
That's what you said. Okay. Now, this is something that I could not answer myself. And if I cross the line, because I realize it's going to be a, a polarizing question, um, probably for any generation, um, would you rather go without wigs or makeup? Oh. Right. Right. I know. I know. I could never. I okay. could never. Okay, because I shaved my hair off three times, I will go with, I will go with, um, I'd rather makeup. You said you'll go without makeup? No, 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 I'll go without wigs. I'll keep the makeup. Oh, but you did the changing looks? Yeah, I could, I could, because I could shave the hair Milaje, and Look back. at them, and they're gorgeous. No, they are, but they have to look like that all the time. And you know, I like to switch my looks like I'm under witness protection program. And you can't do <laughs> that. True. You can't do, you can just. You know how many times wigs wig saved my life from, oh my God, are you Tina? Are you? Oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> See? <laughs> they save your life. No, I'm not. I'm someone different because I have different hair. That's that's people that's will literally thing. come up to me like, are you Lena? I'm like, no, I'm Catherine. No, you're Lena. <laughs> but no, Lena, Lena has red hair. Catherine. She just got a name and she just pulled a name. I'm Catherine. Right. I don't, I don't know who this and is. And women don't know how to do nothing else. We know how to lie about our names very quickly. Right. <laughs> very quickly. The way the way Candy's eyes went out, like she's shooting that out to somebody who like like <laughs> Who, who is it? I'll find out. Don't worry. <laughs> <Not> <laughs> <with me. laughs> well, step off and leave her alone. I got her back. <laughs> no, actually, I did have to block somebody because get this, girl, get this. The girl was for her, not you, Chris. I know sometimes oh, I, I kind of figured that much. <laughs> I do that with my my men that I'm really close with. And I'm like, girl, I'm like, oh, I forgot y'all not one of them. But anyway, you know, posted a selfie or whatever. And this guy was like, he's normally always comments. I thought he was harmless. And then he writes this paragraph and it's like the middle of the fucking night. And he writes a paragraph and he's like, oh, this is what I expect to see you in one time for cosplay. And of course the girl ain't had no fucking clothes on. And it wasn't even a character that naturally has no clothes on, like Emma Frost, who's just a negative Um, This was just like, she ain't got no clothes on. Like, what's going on? And then he was just like, yeah, he said something, something, something. He was like, love you. Good night. The love you sent me. I've never met this guy. Oh I really God. talked to him through the internet. And this mug said, love you. I blocked. I've never blocked somebody faster. No, like, people God. are effing. This, this is why sometimes, like, I purposely go on live with Max looking like a crackhead. Because it's like, <laughs> you don't bother. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is what I really look like. Don't don't come over here. Right. All right. This, <laughs> this is how I do it. Right. But thank God, like, people are like, oh, my gosh, this is having a bad day. We just going to let her look like how she wants to look today. Oh my God. <laughs> Not this is having a bad day. <laughs> Right, oh, yeah. So, like, this is how I woke up. Leave me right. alone. Oh, and then right. I have like one last question. It's just uh, mm -hmm. artists choosing again Beyonce or Rihanna? Oh, okay. I'm tired of Beyonce. Oh my god, I hope the beehives don't come for me. <laughs> they about to come right now. Fuck you, me. It's just, it's just she needs to make room for more people. <laughs> right? I don't make room. No, no, bow down. No. She got a share. She got a. I, I need. I need somebody new. I need somebody new. I can understand that she has been running the game since she's been sixteen. You bitches could never. But a mentor, mentor. My thing is, 
like they need to like step it up. But you know, I don't even think that's no. The they are stepping it up. That's it's not her fault. Beyonce ain't letting them eat too. No, that's not her fault. <laughs> that's the industry because you know what they do with women of color. There can only be one. That's what they was doing with the female rappers. There was like they were only hyping they up one. The comedians too, yeah. Yeah, they were only hyping up one. There's no way that Nicki Minaj should have been winning all those awards for that whole time. And I like Nicki. This is no shade. Right. But there were mm -hmm. other rappers out underground and above ground. So I'm just like, why are you? They just pick one and they just latch on to that. And that's not to take away from talented because Beyonce is very talented. I think Nicki Minaj is very talented. But yeah, I'm like, Beyonce's very talented. I feel like they're Rihanna. Talented. I'm gonna go with Rihanna. Okay. Whatever. <laughs> and I like I like Rihanna though I do I like her too. So I love her business mind. The, like, Listen, the business. Yeah, she's very business minded. Have you bought any of her stuff, It's amazing. Jeez. Amazing. I don't think I I barely get anybody else's makeup unless somebody get, gifts me something. But I, I just don't like the foundation. I Rihanna, saw. I think you just kind of were you just hinting at at your friend to. Is that what you were just doing just now? No, it wasn't a hinting. Because I know you just did your half half birthday thing, so I just I like, did. I definitely got okay. a gift for half birthday. So I know I just, you never celebrated it. Everybody out there, do half birthdays. If you hype it up enough, people give you gifts for half birthdays and your real birthday. Ask me how I know. Yeah. So, <laughs> so before we get out of here, um, I know Candy B has a gift. Uh, oh. She has a little side thing that she does, and she 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 took up ballroom ballroom dancing. So it behooved me to not tell her. Like, do you know who's going to be on the next Dancing with the Stars? No, who? I'm going to show you right now. Do that shit and it completely caught me off guard. Oh my God! So, uh, Lena, yeah. Lena's saying, "I want to thank you for coming on to the show." <laughs> thank you for you. having me. <laughs> Tell everybody where they can find you. Oh, I, I'm um I'm supposed to have my website soon, so look look for that. Look, you know what I mean. I get tongue twisted, uh, because I speak Creole, you guys. That's okay. So I a, yes, I have a website coming soon. Um, right now we're on Dope Girls Comics at gmail i mean instagram mm. that's dope girls comics girls with a z and comic comics with a s at the end all right and before yeah. we get to candy b a friend john wood says zemo may be more white than i am <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm gonna dance like that. <laughs> oh, candy bean! It's so hard to clap off beat. Like, like <laughs> difficult. But what if he does go on there and he's on beat? No, <laughs> like if he's on there and he's killing, we all all eat crow. So, <laughs> Candy <laughs> B, tell everybody where they can find you. Um, where my name says, I think I'm doing that from now on. I point this way. Yeah, Candy B cosplay is where I'm going to push everyone to because I launched a cosplay page finally. Um, it's the same thing for Facebook. Um, and I'm describing it as like a campy glam kind of cosplay page. Um, cause I like to glamorize looks that are already done, but I also like really corny shit. Like I, I have some stuff I wanted. I want to do repair man from all that. Oh, boy. Uh, I like, I like really stupid stuff, but then I have some Fran fine stuff I want to do cause the nanny was my shit. So Follow the cosplay page to get some great content, to see me build some stuff, um, even to throw me ideas because I'm open to people saying, hey, have you thought about the character? Listen, <laughs> listen, I have a list of artists that I want to get to, my Black artists, because the characters are already us. It's just now I did an outfit, and instead of trying to make a character um, right. I'm black, you know what I mean? By changing right. like, well, I want to do Raven, well, I want a purple fro. Like, I, I like seeing people do that, but it's nice to already right. have somebody that's built for you. And then it's like, right. girl, just throw on this black, and I already got some boots. I already got some boots. I already, right. so that's it. Y'all better that's be glad it. we can't go to Con this year because that'd be a wrap for y'all. Yeah. That's shoes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna make up some dialogue. <laughs> Jesus. Well. I'm Chris Fury. I'm your host, Chris Fury. Uh, you can be sure to tune in and subscribe to the Facebook page, Blurred's Eye View, and the YouTube page for the latest updates in the Blurred world, which we're heading over to right now to talk about the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. That's at 10 o'clock. So check us out also on Instagram at Blurred's underscore Eye View, all lowercase, and tune in every Saturday, because next Saturday we have a photo shoot. We are not shooting next Saturday. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> and so as we continue to showcase our other POC creatives, in the geek world and genres. Until next mission, I'm Chris Fury along with Candy B. Thank you for coming on, Lena Saint from Dope Girls Thank Comics. And shout out to Bristol Media Group. Shout, shout out, out Bristol Media. Bristol Media. Yeah. Bad Bitch Galaxy. <laughs> Kill Venus. Yeah. We waiting for them all. Uh, yes. Until next time, Thank I'm you. General Chris Fury Thank along so with much. Candy B. Lena saying, come, thanks for coming on. Remember to educate yourself and others, entertain yourself and others, and most of all, encourage yourself and others. And until next mission, this is General Chris Fury. We're out.